Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Sagerman, and my co-host, IFBB Bikini Pro, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for this week? Marius Dunn's last season, Cedric jumping in the New York Pro, Dan Hill drama continued, What's a Squeam, Shreveport Optimum Championships, Phil Heath poses at the Jay Cutler Classic, and much, much more on this week's episode of Access Bodybuilding. All right, Christina, let's get this show on the road. Uh, we'll start with uh, Marius Dunn. Um, for people who don't know, Marius Dunn uh, placed ninth at the New York uh, Pro last year. Actually, in 2010, he is a uh, South a- African uh, bodybuilder. Uh, and then placed uh, first, surprising a lot of people, myself included, last year at the Tampa Pro Show. Um, a lot of people were, were, were shocked when uh, pictures started coming out and some uh, pre-contest interviews were done with him. People were shocked at how he looked, and he got up there and won the whole show, placed 14th in the Olympia that year, last year. And uh, he was having some health problems, and he was public about some of the problems he was having with his health. And uh, basically, you know, it was kind of up in the air on what he would be doing with his uh, bodybuilding career. You know, he said that he'd been working with George Farah, and George Farah had helped him with his health considerably. I think he was having some uh, kidney issues. And he said that uh, George Farah actually, you know, helped him. He actually thought he had cured his problem. Uh, but it, from what it sounds like, he's got uh, some, some health problems are coming back up, and he has a new son. Um, basically, this is the quote that came out on Facebook, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, this is what uh, Marius posted. It's a sad day for me as I have to announce that after the 2012 bodybuilding season, I will be retiring from competitive bodybuilding. It's obvious, obviously my goal to end my career with another pro win and a top 10 feature at the Mr. Olympia. After this season, my focus will 100% be on uh, done nutrition and on building a stable life for my gorgeous son, Jet. Today, with the help of my trainer, George Farah, I start my diet for Tampa, where I will be defending my title of last year. I hope I have full, the full support of South Africa and my other supporters around the world as to give one last bang on the pro scene. Make sure to read the full story in the next issue of Muscle Evolution magazine. So, Christina, um, you know, I got to think that this is probably a good thing, you know. Uh, as much as you know, he's a new—he's really a new face on the pro bodybuilding scene, and he has, a tr- or he would have had a tremendous future. You know, if he is really having um, s- severe or you know health problems, that even if they're not severe, if they're persistent and chronic and are going to become severe, uh, you know, you got to support his decision because there is more to life than bodybuilding. Well, that's the thing, especially when it comes to your health. We all know this isn't exactly the healthiest <laughs> sport out there. So, in order to you know make sure that you stay healthy, especially for your family, like he said, um, I mean that's so very important. Um, that's sometimes more important than trying to keep a career. As we all know, we're not in this industry. Nobody's really in this industry hoping to you know uh, make. Make as much money as possible unless you're part of, you know, the one or two percent. So it's probably the the best idea that if his health is really that bad, it's, you got to put your priorities in check. You know, and I think that's what a lot of people sometimes get wrong. You know, he's got a kid. He wants to be there for his family. I don't know. I, I think it's a good move, too, because he's got to think about the future for more than just himself now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, he says about done nutrition. Uh, I, I don't know if you're aware, but South Africa has a very big uh, bodybuilding scene. And, um, you know, they have, like they said, he says, Muscle Evolution Magazine is a South African-based muscle magazine. It's very popular. I've read some of the stuff. Dave Palumbo has written for him before. Uh, it's a very nice magazine. And I know that uh, that 
if he is focusing himself and that energy put into bodybuilding, into building some kind of nutrition uh, company there, some uh, nutritional supplements, that's a good thing. I like to see um, bodybuilders that, you know, if they're passionate about the sport and they love bodybuilding, I always like to see them continuing on, in, uh, whether it be with a nutrition company or something with the media or writing or helping other bodybuilders, whatever. I really like seeing uh, legends like you know, like Chris Cormier, or even Donnie, Donnie Long. Don Long, we saw you know Trans Augusti. I saw him in Orlando uh, the weekend before last, and this is a guy who is a, a good, a very good bodybuilder who has turned into a very good coach who has stayed involved in the scene. And he didn't have to just because he doesn't compete anymore. He didn't have to uh, you know find a whole new career. He found something uh, in bodybuilding that he loved, and he, and he made it work to make money. Well, because it shows that it's more than just the bodybuilding. They actually have a true passion for this whole sport itself. I, I respect anybody that, you know, really just loves bodybuilding from, you know, the, the classics until now. They're not just in it, you know, to compete for themselves. I, I, I always respect men who are like that. Yeah, I think and it doesn't have to be bodybuilding. Anything that you love, I, I hate to see people give up on a dream or give up on something they love because they don't feel like it's an option anymore. There's always other ways to be involved, whether it's, you know, uh, writing or, uh, you know, football or whatever. You know, you see a lot of athletes like, you know, Junior Seau just killed himself, a famous uh Hall of Fame football player, right. you know, yep, yep. somebody like that. Now, I don't know his problems or what he was going through or whatever, but it seems to me that, you know, uh, he, from what I understand, he, you know, obviously upset about not compete, not being an athlete anymore. It happens to a lot of athletes. I don't know his other situation in his life, but, you know, he could have been more involved. If he loved the sport that much, maybe he could have been more involved in something else and, you know, not got to the point where he wanted to kill himself. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we never know what's going on behind the scenes, but it's always good to know that people genuinely love what they do. It's not just about a few dollars. It's not just a selfish sport. Um, Excuse me, that they they really have a passion for what they do. I I, I like knowing that. Um, Next on our list is Cedric McMillan jumping into the New York Pro. Now, uh, we have talked about this before. Remember, we we talked about him guest posing and how good he looked a few weeks ago. He's working with Chris Aceto. And uh, I actually thought that he was going to be jumping into the New York Pro, and I asked him about it back then, and he said no, that, that was not part of the plans. Uh, but he was going to do a show at some point this summer. Um, from what I understand from talking to Chris, he is he was ready. You know, basically he has gotten closer and closer to ready. And he, I think, basically Chris had to almost uh, push him into it a little bit, make a, a strong suggestion that he does it. Because Cedric is not somebody, um, unfortunately for Cedric, his biggest problem is the lack of confidence. Well, and he's he's hit a few bumps in the road, as we all know, with the stuff that happened on the boards after, um, what show is it? After Orlando, right? After yeah, Orlando. After Orlando and then New York Pro. Remember, he did exactly. that real bad um, in New York Pro. Yeah, you know, when you hit some bumps in the road like that, sometimes you may need someone there like Chris Aceto to assure him mm-hmm. and to assure you that, hey, everything's okay. It's kind of all blown over. You can hit the stage. You can look your best. You can look good. You can make some waves. I think... Having that extra person there to tell you that is important because he's, he may just end up trying to psych himself out of it. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I, you know, um, when I actually spoke to him, when, we, when I interviewed him on Access Bodybuilding, I don't know how long ago that was, but it was a few months ago. You know, he, he said that, that this was going to work for him, that this, he believed he would be his absolute best this time because he doesn't have any pressure. Um, you know, he doesn't have any uh, contracts that he has to meet the obligations for, like muscle tech. He doesn't have any magazine deals. He has no pressure, and he always does best, he thinks, when he has as little pressure as possible. And so um, it's interesting. I called him 
Uh, me and him, I don't want to say we're like boys or anything, but I, I think we're friendly or, you know, I would consider him a friend. We've talked on the phone for hours before, so I figured, you know, he's not with anybody. I can get him on Access Bodybuilding this week. And I called him and he said that he didn't want to do any interviews with anybody. No pre-show interviews. He just wants to get uh, the job done. He doesn't want any additional pressure whatsoever. And he feels like doing a radio show or an interview or a video interview uh, would just be putting pressure on himself. Well, he's got a little bit of a point. Um, it's almost as unfortunate as it is for us. <laughs> it's probably a good move on his part. That way he doesn't have to deal with any of the conversations that could be happening. People know he's jumping in. And if I know Cedric, I mean, and I, Michael and I know him at least, you know, decently well, I guess. And Michael's friends with him. Um, I'm going to assume he's probably staying off the boards, too, once the news hit that he's jumping in. You know, it's best to just stay focused like that. So I'm going to agree with his decision to kind of lay low. Um, because then you don't feel the pressure. Even though there probably still is, you're at least not seeing it and hearing it and feeling it all over the place. It's funny, you know, you say that, and I think that that would definitely, if I was advising Cedric, um, and he asked me, should he look at the boards or not, I would tell him no. But I would bet you money he is looking at the boards. Um, because Maybe. Because that's just him. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised if he listens to the radio show. I'm, I'm not saying that that's what he should be doing, because like you said, it would probably be advisable for him not to. But I know that um, from, from one of his friends that I, that, I'm, that I talked to says that you know he is uh, constantly looking at pictures of Steve Kuklo and like he looked at his, uh, you know, his guest posing in, in Pittsburgh and analyzing him. And because uh, I guess that would most likely that would be his biggest competition. And it's interesting that he's doing that because you would think that um, the smart thing for Cedric to do would just be pay attention to himself. Yeah, but still, I mean, you have to know kind of what you're up against a little bit. And I think everybody does that. Try to check out the competition. He is probably better off not because then that, of course, again, may psych him out a little bit. But it is what it is. That's just the nature of what we do. Yeah, I told him, I said, look, go through this show, win this show, and if he wins, he's going to build up a level of confidence beating these guys. Oh, that yeah. Will, that will, he can roll that into a few wins and a really good Olympia placing. I believe, I've seen pictures of uh, of Cedric recently where, and there's one on Arx Muscle, an exclusive picture, doing a side chest. And look, he's he has all the tools uh, to beat Steve Kuklo and Juan Morel, and, and he's actually my favorite for the contest. I'm picking him, uh, predicting him to win. Uh so, you, got, so your prediction is saying that Cedric's going to yeah, win the show. I, I think Cedric wins. I, that's my prediction. Assuming no disasters happen, if I had to put money on it, I would put uh, I would put my money on Cedric. Okay, uh, that is where I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, and uh, I, he's got all the tools to do it. He's got all the tools to do it. Uh, he he has got the tools to be quite a force this year. You know, he's 270 pounds right now. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I don't know. You know how low he'll get, but he looks pretty close. You know, other than his glutes being in. Uh, totally, and everything else is there. And he's okay. big. He's just he's big, as big or bigger than he was when he won nationals. And everybody was like, he's the second coming. So, right, um, it will be interesting. Let's talk about the New York Pro for a minute. Um, the big names, obviously, are are now Cedric, Steve Kluko. Uh, this, this is like the big debut show. Juan Morel, they're all making their debut. Uh, John De La Rosa is also making his debut. Uh, we got a bunch of other guys coming in. I, supposedly, Ronnie Raquel is coming in to compete. If that if that's the case, that could shake things up. It's not official yet, but that's what I've heard. Uh, what do you think? You know, there was some talk about Kuklo over in uh, Pittsburgh this last weekend because he was, you know, guest posing with all the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we at? What now? Two weeks away? Two weeks. Right? How did he look? Yeah, how did he look? 
You know, I don't think he looked bad, but, you know, as we kind of overheard people, you know, chit-chatting uh, around, people were saying that he looks great, but he look, doesn't look two weeks out, doesn't quite look tight enough, doesn't quite look dry enough. He looks big, but not necessarily two weeks out, ready for a show kind of big. So I don't know what's going to happen in the next two weeks. I think a lot's going to have to happen for him to really come in like super dry and super shredded. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, he looks good, but just not quite two weeks out. And, you, um, and, and in a lot of people's opinion, I heard. Would you say that um, that the lighting in Pittsburgh was not very good? The lighting in Pittsburgh is never good. Right. Um, I don't. I can't recall uh, since Mike won the show. I think Mike won the show back in like 2006, I think, or 2007. The lighting has been the same ever since then. The problem is that in Pittsburgh, for anyone listening who's ever been to the show, um, it's a huge auditorium, and the lighting is not the lighting that you see or that you get for like a stage presentation, like a play or a performance or a band. It's really, really high lighting, like high, you know, 20 foot ceiling high and so therefore there's no direct lighting on the competitor so unfortunately if you look at photos of anyone pro or amateur everyone looks a little waterlogged and that's right. not exactly how they look uh, in person right that's what so, I wanted you to talk about yeah. yeah so if you've seen the photos even the guest posing photos and you see Steve he definitely doesn't look like he's two weeks out then but even in person I think people were saying that he still doesn't look like he's two weeks out so yeah definitely keep in mind on all of the pictures everyone looks out of shape yeah. <laughs> amateurs and pros everyone looks like they're about four weeks to go uh, but that's not exactly how it is everyone looks really good the lighting in pittsburgh has just unfortunately for the competitors always been like that um it'll be it will be an interesting show unfortunately i will not be at that one i'll be at uh, junior usa's uh, covering that with uh, darielle Gaines, and uh that will be a very interesting high pressure show for me to cover because um you know, obviously, the New York Pro is uh, as big a show as it is. There's not that many competitors, and at the Junior USA's, there will be plenty. So, lots of <laughs> are interviews. You, are you and, doing this? Are you doing Junior USA solo outside well, me, of Darielle? Yeah, me and Darielle. I've actually enlisted uh, another guy who's uh, this guy Josh Landry, who's uh, actually a client of PJ's. Uh, he will be helping while we're there, but um, you know, he'll be like the gopher and videoing some stuff, videoing some stage stuff. But basically, yeah, it'll be it'll be it's going to be high pressure because. Um, Fortunately or unfortunately, there's a lot of pro cards given out um, for Junior USA's, and I'll have to interview all those people. So I'll be running back and forth, and it's obviously it's when you're doing a play-by-play for 500 people, it's it can be tough, but we'll make it work. You know, it'll be good for you. It'll, it'll be, be good for you. It'll definitely be a test, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> let's do one more, and we'll go to commercial break. Dan Hill drama continued. Um, really, the Dan Hill story, as far as I was concerned, was over. Uh, you know, as you, you read it in the gossip column, pretty. Uh, Thorough. I think it was a pretty thorough uh, depiction of the events that transpired in FIBA, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. I think we at that point. I kind of also thought the story was over. That should have been it. You hit every the nail on the head. I thought. Yeah, I, and the truth of the matter is that there was a lot of other eyewitness reports and other other people uh, that kind of verified things, and I just felt like it was. Um, including any more eyewitness testimonies and quotes from people seem like it would be overkill and it would be like uh, kind of like I would be repeating myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So I didn't really add a lot of them in um, that, that I had and some other proof type stuff that I had and Facebook stuff. And I just didn't, I didn't, I just felt like it would be overloading the article if I'm putting all these different pictures and screenshots and whatever else. So um, today, or really, I think it was yesterday, uh, Nikki Jackson, um, 
Dan, the woman that Dan punched in the face and his fiance or whatever. And Dan did a, a response video on YouTube, um, which I, I'm sure you guys can, if you're listening and you want to see it, you can find it somewhere on one of the boards or on YouTube or something. And basically they said that they are, they are very happily t- still together, that this is all gossip, that this never happened, etc., etc. In the video, it looks extremely rehearsed, very uncomfortable, and, uh, and I got to be honest, Nikki Jackson looks like she's on some sort of drugs. She's having a very hard time sitting still and like moving around a lot. And um, I don't know that for sure, but uh, it was a it was a very uncomfortable three minute video of them explaining that it was all basically just gossip uh, and that none of it was true. Now, uh, did they address? I haven't seen the video. Did have they addressed the fact that someone has video of them arguing? Did they address that at all in their um, you know public? They said that the video of them arguing, that they were not arguing, that she was say, calling somebody else, fuck, saying fuck somebody else, fuck somebody else, some other guy, not him. Okay. Um, you know, the, the truth of the matter is that there's enough people that say that they saw that it happened, you know, uh, that I'm really not concerned about it. You know what I mean? If, 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 they, if they keep pushing, I'll put more and more proof out there. I think that, you know, the truth of the matter is that it's now I start to wonder what's going on with this lady, Nikki Jackson, that she would... Um, that she is like backing up the story and saying, you know, that they're in love and all this stuff like that, you know? I don't know. I mean, there's there's been a lot of times where women have had issues with their uh, their male counterpart and out of uh, pure fear, a lot of times will just try to, um, I don't want to say sugar, sugarcoat it, but try to just diffuse the situation, whether that's agreeing with the guy, whether that's saying nothing ever happened. And, of course, I'm not saying this is the case. It's not my place whether to say she's sure. she's lying or not or trying to protect herself. But I just know of several times women have just been like, oh, no, it's no big deal. It's fine. Just out of pure fear of something happening to them again. So who knows what it could be. And maybe, in fact, nothing happened and what they did was taken out of context. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know the truth is, I, I now I'm trying to decide what I, if I should continue to like try to prove that they're not telling the truth. You know, there's one thing in the video where the, she talks about the after Fibo that they went to uh, London or something like that together, and they were you know they were right after that they were there having a good time together, and then I have an email from her telling me that she was in Vegas on that same time and that he hadn't gotten back yet. So it's like just little like inconsistencies like that, and then some bigger like uh, screenshot stuff that I took that I don't know like. Should I just forget about it, or should I prove these? Keep trying to prove that they're lying. Does it even matter at this point? I think you know, unless it's a big, huge thing where he actually ends up getting arrested for this or that. You know, um, I think just harping on it is unfortunately giving them both a little more publicity, and a lot of people think that any publicity is good publicity. So right. um, it's better off just left unsaid, unless it ends up being some sort of really big dramatic event where. Um, something did happen and she was in the hospital and he was arrested. I think unless it goes that far, it's better off like just nipping it in the bud and not giving them any more credit because they haven't really done anything. I don't want to say they haven't done anything to deserve the credit, but it's better left. They, you know, we've said our part. People have accused them of this or that. They've said their part. There's really not any more that, you know, we, we or anyone else could do. Yeah, you're you're right on you're right on that, Christina. You're probably right. I should just uh, let it go at this point in time. But um, yeah, you know it's it is a it is a strange deal. So he says he has started dieting. So now uh, I guess we'll be seeing uh, Dan Hill on a pro stage in the near future. No, do we know what show he's doing? I don't know. I think he said like twelve weeks away. So maybe Dallas uh, Europa or something. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Not sure. I'm sure we'll be there. That'll be interesting. 
Um, so, Christina, let's go to commercial break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook, where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, contest giveaways and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk fusion bodybuilding bodybuilding's strongest supplements head over to fusionbodybuilding.com today Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert, Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking Physique Athlete Guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino CD protein compound that maximizes whole body protein economy, your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat-burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO-CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics, real people that live to develop physique nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it. Myotropics.com. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. So are you from Australia, paying far too much for supplements with the inflating weigh in amino prices? Why not check out the all-new RX Muscle Australia for the latest Australian and worldwide content and coverage. While you're there, check out Bulk Nutrient Supplement Store, the official supplement store for RX Muscle Australia. You can visit Bulk Nutrients at bulknutrients.com.au, your one-stop shop. And also check out the all-new rxmuscle.com.au. RX Muscle Australia, the truth in Australia bodybuilding. Are you looking for some of the most groundbreaking, highest quality nutritional supplements on the market? Then look no further than BioFlex Nutrition. 100% Australian owned and direct from the manufacturer. You'll get some of the most pure and affordable supplements offered today. Better yet, with no proprietary blends or fillers and by including only the best ingredients, we proudly bring to the market Australia's purest range of supplements. Find us online at BioFlexNutrition.com.au BioFlex Nutrition, Australia's purest supplements. That's BioFlex ready to go. Paying inflated prices for products which are full of hype and fillers? At Bulk Nutrients, you get the purest products available direct from our factory. There are no middlemen, contractors, distributors, or shop fronts. Bulk Nutrients stocks protein, carbs, aminos, pre-workout recovery, encapsulated products, fat burners, test boosters, and so much more. Bulk Nutrients is 100% Australian-owned and operated, and will give you higher quality and better prices, guaranteed. So visit BulkNutrients.com.au. It's your one-stop shop. 
TurnYourSexMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up-to-the-minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding. Christina, we'll get right back to the news stories for this week. And uh, I got a few emails, and I've actually been answering some stuff on one of the boards about, about squeams. What are squeams? You know, how are they used, et cetera, et cetera. I guess this all comes from the Pittsburgh show. Uh, I'm going to ask you if you noticed this before we even get into the squeam. Apparently, some girls had put their squeam back on after tanning, and uh, there were some problems with the tanning as a result of this. Did you notice that? That I did notice. There seemed to be a lot of problems with a lot of people's uh, tans. And ironically, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of the girls that had these problems with their tans were all, you know, friends with each other as well. So I think they kind of confused people um, because if you use the um, host tanner, whether it was Jantan, I think it was Jantan or Liquid Sunrays, like some of our girls used, you know, it was... You know, kind of one of those things that the same girls tend to have the same problems with their tan, um, and no one else did. So they were doing something all at the same time, apparently, that made that tan kind of messed up. Squeams, squeams. <laughs> they were they were the squeams, and some people squeams. D- don't know what the squeams they are. Were squeaming. So. Why don't you tell us what a squeam is, Christina? Uh, squeam is. A squeam is uh, similar to a corset, mm-hmm. only without the you know strings attached, like you see in you know the old uh, the old I don't know the old time movies where they you know pop the girl right. up against a bedpost and pull the pull the strings to get the corset <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to yeah. fit right. Um, but what it is, it's um, like a corset or a modern day girdle, and it fits just like that. It snaps all down. If you're a, a female or you are a male who has a girlfriend or I don't know, I've met any woman to wear a corset, you've got to unhook all of those like 40 snaps in the back or front of, of some wow. lingerie. That's pretty much what it is. And what it is is designed to a lot of women nowadays. It's kind of a new fad in the fitness industry and on the women's side. Um, they believe that wearing this sort of corset, it's called corset training, is designed to make their waist smaller and therefore make a more pleasing look on stage. And it seemed as if after some of these women got their tan done, um, they went and put their squeam back on, which right. is a terrible decision because you sweat. <laughs> as, as everyone knows, the uh, number one thing is to wear loose clothing whenever mm. you get your tan done and a squeam isn't exactly it. No. Um, and squeams are generally made of like a, a latex or some kind of rubber. So you can imagine, you know, if you're wearing this uh, on top of your tan, you'll probably sweat and it'll be disgusting. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, basically, the squeam uh, has gotten very popular lately. A lot of people uh, wear it. And um, I guess you could say that if used correctly, the idea is that it changes the shape of your waist uh, by basically by redis, uh, redis per, how do you say, redisputing, redis, how do I, I'm missing the word. Redisposition? Re, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can't say it either. Re, re, <laughs> let's just say repositioning some of the actual organs yes. uh, to make your waist smaller. And um, I will say that I, that I believe that the squeam can work. Uh, you know, sometimes there's also... Uh, negative effects of it working. You've seen some girls that have a little bit of a pooch 
like almost like a bloated uh, look yes. um, in their lower abdomen, uh, like a distension. And that, and I believe that is from uh, overuse or basically maybe those type of girls shouldn't have used a squeam to begin with. I think it, a lot, Dave says a lot, a lot has to do with the, the length of the torso. So if you have a shorter torso, you got to push some of that stuff, some of the guts and stuff, uh, intestines down instead of up. So if it's going down, you're creating a pooch almost. Yeah, actually, there was a um, a woman on one of those shows. I think it's like on Discovery or something like Taboo. You know, that show right, Taboo. Right, yeah. um, there was a woman who was an extreme corseteer, if you will, and um, her, her waist was like the size of a compact disc, like a <laughs> CD. And however, right underneath that, it was like forty inches. Unfortunately, right underneath where all of her organs have been pushed down and they have nowhere to go. And, of course, I'm not saying any of these girls were that extreme. But um, it is true that in, in extreme cases, your corset, the corset can move your organs, sure. especially when these a lot of girls are known for wearing them all night long. So that's eight, nine hours where you're putting your body and your organs under extreme stress. I will say this too, and I will not mention any names, but I do know of um, a, a girl who competed, who I believe wears a squeam, and uh, as does her boyfriend. Whoa, really? <laughs> as, does the, as does her significant other. I found out that uh, that a gentleman I know, that um, some other people may know, he, um, he wears one as well. Which Can I you thought tell was- me the initials? I can't, but I thought that was pretty ridiculous when I now know that there are actually some men is it, that are is taking it, Is it ML? ML? Is that the initials? No. Michael no. Liberatore? No? No? <laughs> I would love to see Mike's, Mike's ass try to fit into a squeeze. We need a big squeeze. Yeah, That's yeah. a big squeeze. Um, yeah, I, I, it's very popular. And, and a lot of people, it's interesting that most people don't know it. You know, people will be surprised or don't know. That uh, girls are that these are very popular. If you actually go to an expo, if you guys or girls out there go to an expo and uh, you go around and kind of feel, kind of touch a few of these girls, bikini girls' waists, you might be very surprised uh, that uh, there's something there. And uh, yep. you don't wear one, I know, right? No, you are no. well. You're blessed with a very small waist, anyway. So. Uh, I can't see you. Uh, you would probably look weird if your waist was much smaller than it is. Yeah, I don't think that would look good. Uh, I'm too tall for that. Yeah, you're too tall. You're too. So anyway, that is what a squeam is, and I encourage you to go and uh, when you see your uh, favorite bikini competitor in the future, kind of grab her waist and see if she's wearing one. <laughs> and if she is, yell scream, squeam, and run. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Uh, oh wow! Per per Aaron Singerman, yes. so uh, they can come up and smack him in the face instead of you. Uh, um, next on our list is Shreveport Optimum Championships, which I will be going to. It's actually the Optimum Classic Pro is technically the name, uh, and that is in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. I will be there on Friday, all day Friday, Saturday, and be back on Sunday. It is a um, figure and two twelve show, um, and. Uh, this bears um, talking about because it will be the first time people will see Jose Raymond this year. Oh, okay. Um, he is competing in the 212. The, these divisions are unfortunately very small. Um, there's only, not as of right now, there's going to be more girls added. I actually know of a few girls that will be added that are that are bigger names. I don't, I'm not going to give them away, but there's three names that are big names that are coming into the figure that aren't on there now. And then Jose Raymond will be the, um, the sixth guy doing the uh, 212, which is also... Uh, very small, unfortunately. Uh, you got right now Nate Wansley, Marco Rivera, uh, Darren Little, uh, or Lytle, excuse me, uh, Vinny Galante, and uh, uh, Leiden uh, Belgrave uh, from Bar- Barbados. Huh? And, uh, and then Jose Raymond, of course. So it's going to be a, uh, 
a, a relatively small show. You know, the 212 division so far this year has not been uh, doing well as far as competitors. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people had anticipated it stir up a little more mm. competitors, but it's just not. No, not at all. This last year had the bikini. Um, unfortunately, I was hoping that um, that um, uh, they, these guys, uh, by the way, this is, this is interesting. The most interesting uh, promoters' names of all of the IFBB shows. Prince Harrison and Superman Blunt are the promoters of this show. Yes, I remember uh, us discussing this yes. uh, last year. Even. Yes, yes. So um, I, I, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't have men's physique and women's physique because that would have been free for them, uh, no sanction fee. But um, they do have a very big NPC show that goes along with this. Uh, and they have over 100 competitors last year, so I'm sure they'll have as, at least as many this year. So it's going to be a good show, and uh, I am uh, excited to be going out there covering it and seeing Jose Raymond, uh, um, I'm sure, win this show. Well, I think that's a given. Yeah, I think that's a given. <laughs> so um, that's what I'm doing this weekend. Last on our list, Christina, is Phil Heath guest poses at the Jay Cutler Classic. This video is on uh, the front page of RX Muscle right now. You can find it on the forums. Phil Heath is huge guest yes. posing. Huge, enormous. You saw him in Pittsburgh. What did you think seeing him guest pose? Very, very, very big. I think the biggest uh, the biggest one, of course, on stage. He would, I think he surprised a lot of people, honestly, with how, how big he was. And, you know, yeah, he's, you know, off-season and not as tight as he could be, but he was still, you know, not a complete water buffalo. I mean, he looked, he still looked pretty tight, even considering, you know. Yeah, I mean, in the videos that I've seen, he looks um, surprisingly uh, lean. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. He, he, I was very surprised that he, because I don't know, you, you probably know, looking back on last year and the year before, Phil is one of the guys who generally in the off season gets smaller and fatter. You know what I mean? He, he, I don't know, I don't know if he like comes off all of his supplements or what, but he certainly tones it down a lot. Because sure. he, he shrinks down considerably. This year, it's been almost the opposite. Uh, reportedly, he's almost 290 pounds, 288 pounds. Um, yeah. he, is, he is about Mike's height. So um, that just goes to show you. I mean, that's oh, pretty yeah. freaking enormous. He's big. He's, he's, he's really big. It's funny, though. Um, well, he, he looks big in person. I mean, he, of course, doesn't look like a little guy. But um, he looks even bigger when he's on stage, when he you know takes his, takes his shirt off and goes to guest pose. Because when he's in normal clothes, he looks big, but... You know, he doesn't look huge. The second you throw him on stage under the lighting and on the stage and all that stuff, um, he looks ten times bigger than, than he does in person. Yeah, he has some very freakish proportions and some very yeah. ridiculously round muscle. Um, so I was, uh, I'm very surprised to see that. And I got to say that it's not looking good for anybody going against Phil Heath at the Olympia this year. Uh, no, and that's that's the thing, you know, you want to believe with, you know, Jay being out or whatever, you know, what happened last year, that it's almost anyone's ball game, but it's really not. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It certainly doesn't seem like it. If he's that big uh, right now, I don't see how Jay could possibly come back and be his best ever and beat a Phil Heath. It's, I don't know. You, I guess you never really know 100% for sure in bodybuilding, but, man, he looks very impressive at this point. He does. He does. I think he, like I said a minute ago, not to beat a dead horse, but he, he impressed people, I think. And, you know, like I said, everyone expects him to be big. Everyone expects him to be at least a little hard, you know, in the off season. But he came out and was, was a monster. For sure. He was, when you compared him seeing up there against Branch and Dexter Jackson and all the rest of the guys that were up there, what, you had Kai Green also. Yeah. Um, what was the impression when you looked at him in comparison? Like when you and Mike talked about it after or during, what were you saying? Yeah, I mean, he he can can fare with them any time of day. 
and not that he looks, you know, like um, he's he's ten times better than everyone else. Like it's just a given. You can see that the just the way that his muscle bellies are is just you know literally without being cliche, uh, it's a gift that he has that yeah. he's able to have that sort of um, structure and that sort of round muscle bellies that you you just don't get that by lifting weights. That's pure genetics. Mm-hmm. And you know while Branch looked you know thick and big and while you know so did half of those guys you're when you're blessed with something like that it just makes you stand out to everyone else especially when it's in his shoulders um that's what makes him look 10 times bigger than half the other guys sometimes because he just has big round shoulders that he could be comparable to some other guys but they just don't have that wide uh wide um like lateral so unfortunately they're gonna look a little smaller next to him you know yeah absolutely so um what is uh, the plan for Christina Voynich? Are you going to another show anytime soon? We're basically coming to the end of the show, so I'm curious to see when. Are we going to see you at Junior Nationals? Is that the next time I'm getting to see you guys? Yes, yes, we will for sure be at uh, Junior Nationals this weekend. We have the Illinois State Show mm-hmm. um, here in Chicago, so we've got some competitors heading over to that. Are you doing any there. interviews? Um, I don't know. We uh, I think we think we may do some there. So look out on rxmuscle.com possibly. I don't know what's going on, what's going on. You know, everyone knows Gail Auerbach, the editor in chief of RX Girl. She's usually the one in charge of that uh, for us Illinois folks. So um, she may be there, and there may be some photos up. So we'll be there this weekend. Uh, next for us will be Junior Nationals for sure. Uh, I'm throwing around some ideas now that I need to you know get my ass in gear and figure out what show I'm going to do. Um, there's a uh, Louisiana show. I'll be in, there. Uh, on, the, yeah. Yeah, the the New Orleans. Um, I, I'm, States, thinking, yeah. I'm thinking that's going to be the next show for me. So that's Good. the end of June, I believe. Uh, I when do you start weekend. dieting? About the beginning of June. <laughs> beginning of June. <laughs> um, so yeah. So right now, I'm personally just focusing on. This sounds like an interview, but I'm just focusing on uh, you know getting myself in gear now. And you know when you're when you're playing coach for a lot of girls and, and guys, and we did that a lot for our uh, competitors and our team that went to Pittsburgh. I wanted to just, you know, focus on them 100%. And now that that's all over with, I can kind of get in gear and get, and get my own game plan going. So I'm excited. Um, I got a question about, I'm going to interview you just for a minute. Oh, no. You have unusual, um, an, an unusual metabolism, kind of like uh, like Mike and, and even like me. But a lot of the girls, you know, you always say, and Mike said before, that bikini girls shouldn't really have to diet. Now that you're training girls, and a lot of them, I'm sure, have to diet, what do you what do you say to these girls? Like, wh- I honestly, I, I tell them the exact same thing. For girls who it's their first show, um, we always give them leeway because I mean, there's been girls we've dieted 20 weeks for a show and kind of did it gradually. There's been girls that came to us four weeks before who were really like 12 weeks out and they needed a crash course help uh, to try to get them ready for uh, for the stage. So after everyone's first show, what we do is um, we kind of have a 12 month you know plan with everyone that we work with which means we help you for the competition itself including off season so you know what to eat the day after the show and what to do that way you do not get any more than 10 pounds away from your stage weight some girls you know are just a little thicker so they're you know a little more leeway than others um but we're firm believers like mike and i've always said that it's good to stay within five to seven pound range of stage weight some girls we have about 10 just because they're naturally bigger girls, but they can carry it. 
Well, right. um, and honestly, most girls want that. They don't want to have to tell their boyfriends or these guys they're dating, hey, you, FYI, I'm going to be a fat ass half uh-huh. the year, and the other half, I'm going to be in great shape, and for two days, I'm going to look amazing, right. then I'm going to gain 15 pounds again. So um, I, we do that with our girls, actually. First time around, there's some leeway, but after that, we're holding you accountable. Um, and if any point during their off-season, per se, or in between shows, they start to gain a little bit more weight, we'll do check-ins, you know, for weigh-ins, um, we change their diet and have them drop a little bit so they stay right on track. So it's, um, you know, kind of trial and error with some girls because it's hard for them. They don't, a lot of people get food obsessed. Um, that's actually the topic on Muscle Girls Inc. this week is food binging and food obsession. And um, it's hard, I think, for a lot of people in the off season, especially women, to control that because they, you know, just want to eat. Uh, but we're firm believers in um, the 10-pound max, and I'm talking max <laughs> well that's it that's interesting that's good uh good to know in case i yeah. want to do a bikini show no not more than 10 pounds uh, I, michael believes the same thing when it comes to the men's physique guys as well just fyi i i agree with that too i agree with that too um but um what about mike is he gonna do the uh, chicago pro show uh, it's looking like probably not. Oh. Uh, however, it seems as if we may be getting his stomach problems under control. As everyone knows, um, if you've heard some of the latest interviews with him, he's had some stomach issues and uh, ran some tests. And it's we're kind of getting to the nitty gritty and figuring out what it's not. So mm. we're narrowing it down what it could be. And um, the last couple weeks, he's been ten times better. And there for a while, he was throwing up at least two times a week, two, three times a week. So he hasn't at all for the last week and a half. So I think we may have uh, have it under control. Um, but if he does compete, it may be something, you know, in the fall um, because he's really got to get this under control before he decides to compete again. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I hope that he does the show. I hope he changes his mind and does it. But I guess whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> all right, Christina, that's it for the show for this week. I'm glad we had our that you were the interview of the week. I was the, the, interview, of the, the interview of the week, right? Um, so we uh, have a, just really quick for yeah. all the guys who uh, like bikini girls and like the hot ones. We've got Juliana Danielle on this week on Muscle Girls Inc. and she's known as one of the hot bikini girls. She's doing the New York Pro, so uh, listen to Muscle Girls this week. We got her on. Um, all right, Christina. So um, if people want to contact you and they want to follow you on Facebook, how do they do it? You can follow me on Twitter, Muscle Girls Inc. or Christina Voynich, all one word. Also, shoot me an email, MuscleGirlsInc. at rxmuscle.com or you can just talk to me personally, Christina, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, at rxmuscle.com. Uh, as always, Jubaka at rxmuscle.com and at sign Aaron Singerman at Twitter. So that is it, Christina. Thank you very much. And that is another episode of Access Bodybuilding in the Books. Peace out. So. Peace out.